1: And talking about driving the bus, you won't have to actually drive the bus very long, at least according to Uber. For example, in Pittsburgh, they will be introducing a fleet of self-driving automobiles this summer. Uh, Max Chafkin is technology reporter for Bloomberg Businessweek. He can be followed on Twitter at C-H-A-F-K-I-N. Chafkin. All (laughs) right, Chafkin, you're going to get in one of those uh, autonomous uh, Volvos that... uh uber is going well, to be presenting in Pittsburgh
2: I have to tell you I I was in one of uber's uh self-driving cars in Pittsburgh last month as part of the reporting on this story um, this is huge news in the world of self-driving cars and I guess more broadly in the in the tech world which has been sort of uh you know vaulting towards uh this space Google and Apple uh, of course are both uh, plotting sort of uh self-driving uber like services and what uber has done although they they are probably not ahead of of Google, technologically, they went to market fast, and um, which has kind of been their their calling card, and and so that's pretty crazy. The other thing that we're reporting in the story that's um, out today for Business Week is that Uber is buying a company called Auto, which is a driverless truck company that was founded by a, a number of key members of the Google self-driving car th- um, team. So uh, they're paying something like a little under $700 million, we think. Um, so it's really a big coup for, for Uber in this kind of race to be first uh, in self-driving. Your uh,
0: story notes, of course, that Pittsburgh is home to Carnegie Mellon University's robotics department, and that uh, Google worked with CMU to get this off the ground. Tell us about that part of the story.
2: So this is kind of an angle that... you know, I don't think everyone realizes, but CMU is like the place to do robotics uh, and, and machine learning research in the United States. Um, Sebastian Thrun, who was uh, the guy who created the Google uh, self-driving car, um, was a, a professor there. The guy who, who was running the Google program uh, and just left, Chris Ermson came out of CMU. What Uber did, and this, is, this was sort of mind-blowing in the world of, of academia uh, 18 months ago, basically went to Pittsburgh and hired 40 researchers at CMU in basically one fell swoop uh, shook things up in the in the robotics department and the robotics field and um, since then you know CMU has has hired new professors that they seem to be doing fine but uber has um, you know created this pretty impressive team in Pittsburgh that has like 500 people they're also as we reported in the story they're opening uh, two new offices one in Palo Alto, one in San Francisco so we're seeing these self-driving cars in Pittsburgh um, you know starting now or soon uh, in the next you know couple of weeks uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we start to see them in Palo Alto and in uh, San Francisco. Max, the cars, these
1: Volvos, these XC90 SUVs, uh, they're made by Volvo. Volvo, of course, owned by China's uh, Geely Holding uh, Group. What kind of technology is going into this? Is it pri- proprietary or are they using chips? I mean, we heard yesterday from Mark Fields, the chief executive of Ford, uh, talking about Velodyne uh, Lighter, the uh, sensor technology company. What goes into these cars?
2: So it's all a little bit fuzzy right now, but let me let me tell you what we know. One is that, and we reported this today, but uh, Uber and Volvo will spend three hundred million dollars together to develop a base car. Now that car, uh, w- what I would imagine is it'll come out sort of as a Volvo self-driving car uh, by twenty twenty-one and a Uber taxi version uh, around the same time. The cars that are out now are uh, basically modified uh, Volvos, and and my I don't know for sure like where the mix of labor is but I wouldn't be shocked to fi- if I found out that most of that was happening in Pittsburgh. One interesting thing about this auto acquisition you bring up lidar, Auto makes its own lidar. So right now those cars in Pittsburgh are using I, I believe Velodyne sensors, but I think one of the things the interesting things about this acquisition is they could probably bring that in house and I I'm, I I think that's almost certainly what's w- w- what they're thinking about.
0: Safety, st- uh, you know, big concern especially after the Tesla uh, a driver was killed hitting a truck.
2: Yeah, and and it's it w- it's important to say um, that first of all, with the pilot program, there are safety drivers in the cars. There are also co-pilots who are sitting there taking notes. Everything that happens in the car is recorded, um, which is a little, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, different. Um, uh, the other thing is, and and this is something that Tesla has argued, and and I think Uber um, will argue as well. There's a belief that not too long from now, it's going to become clear that these things are safe, and and so and so even though there are a few accidents, regulators will come on board.
0: Well, Max Shafkin, uh, I know you're so glad you're going to be tracking a force and riding in those self-driving cars before I do. I want to make sure they're safe before I hop on board without those human monitors.
2: Humans aren't safe either.
0: There you go, Max Chafkin. Hey, I'm a great driver. <laughs> Technology reporter for Bloomberg Businessweek. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg.